Welcome to the CondoVultures.com podcast with your host, Peter Zalewski, a Miami real estate broker, Wall Street consultant, and expert witness. This podcast is focused on identifying real estate buying opportunities in the South Florida condo market, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. The CondoVultures.com podcast is not authorized by the South Florida real estate industry and will most likely annoy many of the region's talking heads. This podcast will feature straight talk and salty language that could be offensive to some. Please remember that part past investment success does not determine future gains, especially in the South Florida's volatile condo market. For more information, please visit condovultures.com. Welcome to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski from Condo Vultures. This particular podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at what's going on in the Broward County condo market. Given the fact that we're in the beginning of the winter buying season, typically the most active time to uh, actually sell a condominium and potentially buy a condominium uh, down here in Tri-County, South Florida area, which is comprised of Miami-Dade County to the south, Broward County in the center, as well as Palm Beach County to the north. Now, before we get into each individual um, segment of the podcast, let me give, sort of give you some rules of engagement as to what we're going to be taking looking, uh, a look at. First and foremost, all the data we're collecting, it's coming from the multiple listing service, which effectively is a database used by people with a real estate license who join a club called the Realtor Association. Once they join that club, they have the ability to put properties into this uh, multiple listing service. Again, a database for realtors. And then from there, people go out and they look for properties. They write up market properties. Zillow even uses this database, try to pitch um, uh, its product. Effectively, the multiple listing service or the MLS, it serves as sort of both. A pretty easy, efficient way to sort of figure out what's going on in the marketplace. Keep in mind, though, it does not recognize and um, include all different types of properties that are out there. What type of properties would not be in the multiple listing service? Well, any property where a commission is not paid, such as a for sale by owner or a situation where maybe somebody is selling it to a friend, that property wouldn't be included in anything in the multiple listing service, as well as some of the rentals that are owned by a real estate investment trusts or large corporate owners where they have multiple units and they simply don't want to pay the commission and each and every one of the uh, individual units. So keep that in mind when you uh, think about the multiple listing service or you think about the data that's coming from it, it's a it's a reflection of what's going on in the market, but by no means is it complete. A second point to consider about this podcast is if you actually wanna watch the podcast, it's available on Spotify and any other kind of platform that provides video, or you could go the old school way and simply pull up YouTube, go to Condo Cultures TV on YouTube and you'll be able to watch the video. Um, if you are not watching the video and you're listening to it on the traditional um, platform, such as um, uh, Apple Podcasts or, or Anchor or anything like that, um, what we were doing is we're including links to all the different charts we're going to be referencing. And therefore, if you want to play at home and follow at home and look at the statistics that I'm referring to, they, you should have links there to be able to pull it out. You want to find more than what we're providing in the links, just simply go to condovulturesrealty.com, condovulturesrealty.com. And there you'll be able to pull up all of the uh, charts that I'm going to be referring to. Finally, if you want to uh, send us a comment or ask a question, please send all emails to inquiry at That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. We're going to take a short commercial break. On the other side of the break, we will get into what's going on initially in the condo market. That'll be followed by the luxury condo market, which will be followed by the distressed condo market. And we're going to round it off with the rental market all in Broward County. So. Let's take a commercial break and we'll be right back. It's a simple formula 
and it works. Buy low, sell high. We're Condo Vultures, and when it comes to your real estate, we help you buy low. At Condo Vultures, we represent the buyer, and now's the time to buy. Log on to CondoVultures.com for more information. CondoVultures.com. And remember, before you sell high, you have to buy low. Featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, 60 Minutes, and Time Magazine. Condo Vultures Realty, a licensed Florida real estate brokerage capitalizing on the condo correction since 2006. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Saluski of Condo Vultures. We're going to be talking about what's going on in the condo market in Broward County um, as we effectively are in the beginning of the winter buying season down here in South Florida. All of the statistics will go from January through uh, September or effectively the first three quarters of 2022. Now, here's what we got going on in terms of active listings in Broward County. Right now, there's just over 3,400 properties uh, that are at condos that are in Broward County that are currently on the market. Their average asking price is about $527,300 per book door, $527,300 per door is the average asking price. Now, what is that on a price per square foot basis? It's going to come in at $386 a foot, $386 a foot. And those condos, they've been on the market an average of about 98 days, 98 days. Now, something to keep in mind when you um, consider condominiums versus houses. And what that thing to keep in mind is condos, generally speaking, are more of a commodity and houses are more of a work of art. And why is that? Well, typically a condo, there's not going to be much variation from unit to unit as you go uh, floor by floor in a particular line, which would be like the 07 line, the 01 line, the 03 line. There'll be some upgrades, uh, but generally speaking, until you get to the very highest of the units in terms of floor count, that's when you'll start to see a little bit higher, taller ceilings. Other than that, all the condos are virtually the same. Uh, Upgrades that might be made by an individual owner, that's fine. It's not going to necessarily justify that much of a price unless they're really, unless we're really in a seller's market. But generally speaking, more of a commodity type of play, much like when you are going out to buy gasoline, you pull up to an intersection, there's three gas stations at that intersection. Unless you have some sort of rewards points program or uh, some sort of coupon, chances are you're going to, you're going to veer towards the, the lowest price per gallon. That's the way you ought to look at condominiums rather than looking at a price per door, which is the mistake that a lot of people do. They'll look at a price per door, price per unit, and they will simply look at what is the total purchase price rather than how does it work out price per square foot. And that's typically where they end up overpaying. So if you let price per square foot guide you, chances are you're going to do well and uh, you'll get a good sense of the marketplace and you'll feel like you're getting a good, fair price. So. As mentioned, 3,400 uh, condos currently in the market. Average ask price, $527,300 per uh, unit or $386 a foot. And those units are on the market 98 days. In terms of pendings, we have 875 condos in Broward County that are currently pending um, and under contract. Their uh, average asking price at the time they went pending, $396,500, And on a price per square foot basis, it comes in at 294 foot, 294 foot in terms of days on market, 52 days before uh, that those properties have uh, effectively been on the MLS listing as well as going on the contract. And then finally sales between January and September of 2022, just uh, under 12,100 condos had traded, 12,100 condos at an average uh, sales price, 353,353 is the average sales price and on the price for a square foot basis, about 275 a foot, 275 per square foot. And it took a grand total of 50 days to move one of these condos. Now that 50 day uh, number is pretty interesting because that was the entire process. Five of the property was listed. 
to the time it actually transact. 50 days. If you look at what, how long the properties are on the market today, how long they've been there, they're already at 98 days and counting, 98 days and counting. So you can see um, units aren't moving at the same velocity they were previously. Now, in terms of trying to get a sense of pricing and where we're at, if you look at the average asking price and you look at the average transaction price in Broward County between January and um, September, what you're going to find is there's about a 49% premium that's being sought today over the average transaction price that's occurred in the first nine months of the year. And what we find, generally speaking, is when that, that number, which is 49% difference, when it starts to get squeezed to about a 20% difference between what the asking price is and what a unit typically trades for, you tend to get some sort of activity. And then normally when there's about a 10% difference between the average transaction price and the average uh, asking price, then you start to get a deal. It could be as low as 8%, 5%, or it could be as high as 15%. But generally speaking, it's got to be somewhere in that vicinity of 10 to 15% in order to get a deal done. So when I look at um, uh, the difference in price per unit of 49%, that suggests to me that the pricing in Broward County and condos is a little bit, well, actually a lot out of whack. Not surprising though, because we are still in December in our, the winter buying season typically runs from November and or Thanksgiving in the United States all the way through April or Easter and Passover. So, um, as we get deeper into the winter buying season, when everyone's down here because the weather is great and it's cold up North, then you typically start to see, um, some people, uh, they, they typically start strong and as time goes by and we get to the end of the winter buying season and close to hurricane season. Then you start to see some of these sellers pull back because they realize their window of sale is sort of diminishing. Now on the price per square foot basis, there's about a 40% difference in terms of the average asking price of 386 a foot versus what the average transaction price, which was 275. So again, aggressive pricing on the, on behalf of the sellers of condos in Broward County. Now in the first nine months of the year, 1,341 condos traded per month in Broward County, 13. 41 traded per month. Now, if I take that 1341, uh, that traded per month in terms of Broward County, divided in what's currently on the market, which is just over 3,400 units, I'm going to come up with 2.5 months of supply, 2.5 months of supply. Generally speaking, equilibrium is six months of supply. Anything less than six months would be seller's market. Anything more is a buyer's market. So Broward County is in a seller's market at this moment in time with 2.5 months of supply. However, looking at the statistics, you can see that some of these sellers are very aggressive with their asking price. And you see that they're sitting on the market much longer than they had been. So uh, whether or not it's a, a foreshadowing as to what's to come, that's kind of what we're dealing with right now in December of 2022 at the start of the winter buying season. We're going to take a short commercial break. After the break, we're going to get into the luxury kind of market in Broward. This is Peter Zalewski of the Condo Vultures podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I wanted to alert you that if you uh, have a property that you're looking to sell in the Tri-County South Florida area, I would encourage you to reach out to Jenny Cortez, a licensed real estate broker with CVRRealty.com. She's my partner. She's been in the business for north of 15 years. More importantly, she knows the market. She knows how to get that deal done. And she also realizes that it's more important to get a price that you can accept and sell the property rather than the hold firm on some price that's never going to be achieved and ultimately languish on the market. So if you're looking to do, do a deal that you want a skilled expert who can help you sell a property, reach out to Jenny Hortus at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859, or visit her website, cvrrealty.com. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski of Condo Vultures. 
We're going to talk about the luxury condo market in Broward County and what's going on in terms of uh, what's the average asking price today, how many product, how many units are moving per month, and um, what's the difference between what uh, sellers want versus what buyers are willing to pay. Now, before we get into that, let me just sort of point out to you what luxury is. Real estate professionals are in the industry in the business of marketing properties and trying to get the highest and best. The higher the price they receive, the more commission they make. So realtors tend to go over the top um, in trying to make a property seem like it's such a great product. Therefore, some buyer should feel lucky to effectively overpay for a property. So one of the terms they use to try to distinguish their property or their listing from others is to call it luxury. Luxury, luxury, luxury. You always hear about luxury, super luxury, ultra luxury, super ultra luxury, yada, yada, yada. Well, what we do, just looking at it from a statistical basis, we break it down pretty simple. We say if it has seven figures listing amount, which would be a million dollars or more, we're going to call it luxurious. And if it does not have seven figures of listing price, an example, $999,999, it's not luxurious. So for us, a million dollars or more listing price is uh, deemed luxurious. Anything less than a million dollars is not luxurious. So for this particular podcast segment, we're going to focus on luxury condos, which again, are a million dollars or more listing price. Currently just over 300 condos, luxury condos listed in Broward County for sale at an average asking price of $2.4 million, $2.4 million per unit. That's going to work out to $1,023 a square foot, $1,023 per square foot in Broward County. And the units that are uh, on the market, they've been there an average of 140 days in counting, 140 days in counting. Now, in terms of pending sales and those units that are under contract, we got 70 that are currently under contract. And now when they went under contract, their average asking price, just under 2.3 million, just under $2.3 million. And on that price per square foot basis, about 983 a foot when they went under contract, 93 a foot. And those units that are under contract, they've been there 126 days, 126 days. So you can see right there, the properties that are currently listed for sale are there on average 140 days. And those that are pending contracts, they're there 126 days. So it's an example of maybe appropriately priced product getting picked off or basically going under contract much quicker than that product, which is, uh, has very aggressive sellers. Now, finally, in terms of sales in the first nine months of 2022 in Broward County, 523 condos traded, 523 traded at an average price of just under $2.3 million a door, $2.3 million a door, or 949 a square foot, 949 a square foot. And those condos that did trade, they traded in 161 days, 161 days. Again, looking at days on the market, those condos that traded, they traded 161 days. Average number of days that the listings today for luxury condos at Broward have been on the market, 140 days, 140 days. So you can see if the all suddenly all of these condos, these luxury condos uh, that are on the market, if they go under contract and they close, it's going to take them longer than it did on average in the first time most of the year. Typically when it takes longer on the market, that means pricing and, uh, or the buyer or the seller, there's some sort of disconnect. And that's why something's sitting on the market so much longer than it should have, or at least it has in the first nine months of this year. Now, in terms of the difference in pricing between the ask and the transaction price, it's only 6%, only 6% in Broward County luxury market. We got 2.4 is the ask, 2.3 is the average transaction price. And what did I tell you? Typically when you have a less than a 20% spread between the asking price and the average transaction price, you tend to get some sort of activity and typically they trade uh, eight to 
15% difference. Well, we can see right here, the average asking price per door is 6% different. This represents the ex an example of sellers in Broward County of luxury condos, simply pricing the units in order to get rid of them, get rid of them. Now let's move the price per square foot, average asking price on the price per, per square foot basis, 1,023 a square foot versus the average transaction price is 949. What's that difference? That's an 8% spread, 8% spread. Again, falls in that category I told you. 15% is typically when you start to get the deal done. So on a price per door basis and a price per square foot basis in Broward County for luxury condos, the product is being priced to move. They absolutely move. And then finally, the days on the market, as mentioned, 161 is what it typically takes to move a luxury condo in Broward County in first nine months of the year. Those active listings have been on the market up 140 days. So very quickly, um, some of these sellers start to realize that maybe they're going to need to adjust their pricing. When you get into adjusting pricing on luxury condos, um, it means big discounts, big discounts, typically why? Because those luxury condoms have particular types of buyers. It's not made for the masses are made for unique type of individuals who don't mind dumping at least seven figures into a, um, a property which probably is going to be a second home and or an investment type of property. Now let's talk about average sales of luxury condos in Broward County in uh, first nine months of the year, 58 luxury condos moved uh, per month in the first nine months of the year. If I take the 58 units that move per month and I divide it what's currently in the market, which is 309 units, I end up with about 5.3 months of supply, 5.3 months of supply, six months is equilibrium. Anything less than six months means it's a seller's market. Anything more is a buyer's market. So. This is currently a seller's market in Broward County for luxury condos. However, the way the momentum seems to be going, looking at the days in the market, as well as the difference between the average asking price and the average transaction price, it suggests to me that this market is getting soft. And as we go forward, don't be surprised to see the supply increase. Now, uh, something to keep in mind, luxury brokers like to talk about how their sellers um, of the listings have more money than God, and therefore they can sit it out, they can ride it out, they don't necessarily need to sell. Many of these brokers will tell you that it's going to take, or equilibrium instead of being six months, which is a rule of thumb down here for equilibrium, it should be 12 or 18 months. So if you were to listen to some of these luxury brokers, and I don't, but if you were to listen to them, we would be in a significant seller's market uh, for luxury condos. What I'm looking at suggests it's quite the opposite. So. Let's go ahead. We'll take a break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to get into the distrust condo market in Broward County. This is Peter Zaliski of the Condo Vultures podcast. Before I started doing these podcasts, I was in the business of being a licensed real estate broker, a contributing columnist for the Miami Herald, as well as the Miami Real Deal, but also extra witness work in consulting. So if you are looking for an expert witness or if you're looking for consulting services, a straight talk perspective as to what's going on in a particular marketplace, a building or the, what happened previously for whatever your situation is, whether you are an attorney, whether you are a institutional fund looking to invest, or whether you're a lender who's trying to come up with some sort of a strategy and approach for your lending committee going forward. I don't just want to be able to help you to get a hold of me. Please reach out to Peter at condovultures.com. That's Peter at condovultures.com. Or give me a call to the office at 305 865 5859. 305 865. 5859. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski of Condo Vultures. We're going to be talking about the stress condos in Broward County uh, for this particular segment of the podcast. And again, if you um, have the capability or are interested to watch this podcast, simply go to Spotify or any other podcast platform that provides for video, 
If you want to go old school way, the more traditional way, just simply go to YouTube, go to Condo Vultures TV, where you'll be able to pick up this podcast. So that being said, let's get into the distressed condo market in Broward County. Now, keep in mind the distressed condo market from, well, from a multiple listing service perspective. And again, multiple listing service is a database used by uh, people with a real estate license who join a club, which is called the Realtor Association. And once they join this club, they go ahead and they're able to list properties in this um, database, as long as the commission's offered. And this is also a place where uh, realtors who are using uh, or working with buyers, they can go ahead and find product that might be available. This is not going to constitute anything that's uh, maybe directly from a bank and or any kind of for sale by owner. So before I get into the numbers, let me sort of give you an overview of what exactly distrust is. There's two forms of distrust traditionally. One is the short sale and one is the real estate owned, which is also known as REO, which is also known as bank owned. Now here's how they kind of play out. Individual buys a condo. Um, that individual wants to sell the condo. That individual had, had obtained a mortgage and lo and behold, when the individual wants to sell the condo, the mortgage is for more than the condo is actually worth or uh, more than the condo can actually uh, achieve in terms of uh, uh, a sales price. So in a situation like that, a seller who needs to get out of a property but owes more than the place is worth will typically go to a lender or the lender and ask if the lender is willing to, to forego the foreclosure process, sort of skip the legal fees and the time element that's involved, which can be nine to 12 months, if not more, depending on representation, and simply do a deal, keep it clean, and have the bank be able to write off whatever loss it's going to be and move on and not have to duke it out in order to take title to this particular property, which when returned could be damaged, um, could definitely be upside down. So uh, in order to do that, or for a seller to do that, what they do is they typically approach the bank about doing a short sale because the amount that's going to be paid back to the bank will be short of what's ultimately owed. So that's a short sale. Now, if a short sale doesn't work while the, um, the borrower and owner is in place and ultimately the bank has to go through the foreclosure process and take title to the property, then the property would be deemed a REO, which is real estate owned or simply called a um, bank owned property. So the data we're going to get into is related to the short sale first. And then the real estate owned, which is a property that's gone through the foreclosure process, it is now in the control of the lender or the bank. So generally speaking, we're looking at about 26 active listings for short sales, as well as real estate owned or all distressed property. It's currently 23 that are under contract as we speak in 118 have traded in the first nine months of the year. 118 have traded the first nine months of the year. Um, that's an average of about 13 distressed condos trading every single month down here in um, Broward County. And if I take the 13 units trading per month, divided what's currently on the market, I'm going to end up with about two months of supply. Two months of supply, equilibrium is six months. So anything less than six months of supply represents a seller's market. So distressed condo market in Broward County is a seller's market. Now let's break it down into short sales first, and then we'll get into REOs. The short sale market in Broward County currently has seven condos that are on the market today. Seven condos on the market today. Average asking price, $199,800 a door. $199,800 per door, which works out to $148 a foot. $148 a foot. And they've been on the market an average of 133 days. Now, keep in mind, what is short sale? Typically, it's a longer drawn-out process. It wouldn't surprise me if it takes six to nine, maybe 12 months to get a deal done. Why? Because the lender is doing everything it's can to sort of resist. Uh, it doesn't necessarily want to come up short on money it's owed unless it ultimately has to and makes a decision that it has to. 
So generally speaking, these short sales tend to take a long uh, period of time. If you have the patience to write it out, it could actually be a great value for you as an individual buyer, but you have to be patient. In terms of pending sales, six uh, condos are pending as short sales right now in Broward County. Average asking price of those pendings, $105,250 per door, $105,250 per door. That works out to 110 a square foot, 110 per square foot. And on the market, 54 days, 54 days. And then finally, first nine months of the year, eight short sales traded in Broward County at an average of 193, 350 bucks a door. 193350 per door on a price per square foot basis. That works out to 182 a foot. And it took 87 days, 87 days. Now, what's interesting about that, just as I look at the data, the average ask today on a short sale is 148 a foot, 148 a foot. But the average transaction price was 182 a foot, 182 a foot. So you have to wonder, um, is the short sale market starting to go down in general, or are these short sale sellers really trying to uh, get some people off the sidelines and go ahead and make an offer and maybe try to have the patience to ride it out and ultimately end up with the product? So it's interesting to consider. Now, in terms of price difference between the average asking price and the average transaction price, it's only about 3% difference. So these short sales are being priced virtually at the, the average transaction price, generally speaking. Uh, on a price per door basis, now on a price per foot basis, the average asking price is actually 19% less than the average transaction price, 19% less than the average transaction price. That suggests that overall the short sale market maybe is getting interest, but it might be hard to keep these, um, these buyers uh, on board until the product uh, ultimately ends up trading. Because keep in mind, when you, generally speaking, when you make a short sale offer, it can be terminated. It's contingent upon actually getting approval from the bank. So if it drags out a long period of time, some buyers will simply veto or cancel the contract and move on. And then the seller basically has to start from scratch, find another buyer to come in there. Now, in terms of days on the market, um, average short sale today has been on the market 133 days versus, as I mentioned, took only 87 days to trade trade in the first nine months of the year, 87 days. So that's worth considering. Now, generally speaking, 0.9 units moved, short sales moved per month in Broward County in the first nine months of the year. I divide it on what's currently in the market, which is seven. I end up with just uh, under eight months of supply, eight months of supply. Now let's move on to the real estate owned uh, section of the distressed condo market. As mentioned, the real estate owned portion of the distressed condo market is, are the units where the banks have actually foreclosed or the lenders have foreclosed have foreclosed and have taken title to the particular property. So these lenders have gone through the process. Maybe they consider a short sale. Maybe they had a uh, uh, an owner and borrower who simply stopped paying. Um, the bank moved through the legal process. It took, as mentioned, nine, 12 months or so. Bank ends up with the property. Maybe it's damaged. Maybe it's destroyed. Maybe it's stripped of all kinds of um, uh, items inside where where the the, the owner or the borrower um, took them away in order to sort of make some cash on the side. Or maybe they were pissed off and annoyed, whatever the case may be. But these are properties that the bank owns. It is currently, or it has, is offered to sell them or has already sold them. So we got 19 bank owned condos in Broward County currently on the market. Average asking price, $310,250 per door. 310250 per door is the average asking price for one of these bank owned condos. That's going to work out the 267 a foot, 267 a foot. And they've been on the market an average of 66 days, 66 days. In uh, pending sales, 17 bank-owned condos are currently pending. The average asking price for these condos when they went pending, 
$183,800 per door, $183,800 price for a square foot basis, $164 a foot, $164 per square foot. And they have um, been on the market and pending for a grand total of 44 days. And then finally, those condos that traded as they go under REOs in the first nine months of the year, 110 traded, average transaction price, $205,600, 205, 600. Price per square foot is 180 per foot, 180 per foot. And it took 41 days, 41 days. So right now it's the, the bank owned properties that are on the market. They've been there 66 days, but in the first nine months of the year, it took an average of only 41 days to go. So that suggests maybe pricing is giving a little bit away of uh, where it should be. Just looking at that. So let's go ahead. Let's take a look at the pricing, the difference. Average ask again, 310,250 a door for an REO or bank owned. And the average transaction price is 205,600 a door, a 50% spread. And again, until it gets down to about a 20% difference between what's being asked and what the average transaction price is, you don't tend to see a lot of activity. And that's probably why the days on the market is growing larger and larger for bank owned properties in Broward County. When those numbers between the average asking price and the average transaction price gets to about uh, 10 to 15%, then you tend to get a deal done. So it looks like the bank owned condos in Broward County got a long way to go on a price per door basis. Now on a price per foot basis, uh, 267 a foot is the average ask. The average transaction price is 180 a foot. That's going to work out to a 48% spread, 48% spread. So you can see there on a price per square foot basis, it's way out of whack. And the, and the lenders, much like many of the sellers who are very aggressive in terms of what they think the property is worth, looks like the banks are holding out. And as a result, that's probably why the days in the market is going to get larger and larger for bank-owned condos in uh, Broward County. Now, in terms of the uh, number of bank-owned condos that traded per month in the first nine months of the year in Broward County, about 12.2 condos, 12.2 uh, REO condos traded per month. If I divide that, what's currently in the market, which is 19, I come up with about 1.6 months of supply, 1.6 months of supply, which makes it a seller's market for REO condos in Broward County. Again, equilibrium is six months, and anything greater than six months of supply will make it a buyer's market. We'll go ahead. We will take a commercial break. Other side of the break, we're going to get into the rental market in Broward County. Don't buy a South Florida condo discounted or distressed before taking a Condo Vultures correction tour. CondoVultures.com offers weekly bus and walking tours that focus on educating buyers on the how-tos of identifying discounted condos, analyzing the opportunities, and purchasing units. Every tour attendee receives a list of all condo projects in a particular market a market assessment handout, and unmatched expert analysis. For more information on the condo correction tours, please visit condovultures.eventbrite.com. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski of Condo Vultures. We're going to talk about rentals in this particular segment of our podcast. And again, just to remind you, you can listen to our podcast anywhere where you get your podcast. And if you want to watch what we're doing, go to a platform such as Spotify, which offers video, um, the video aspect as well, or, and, or YouTube, where we also make the podcast available. And if you want the stats, you want to be able to play along at home, go ahead and check out the notes that we put in the bottom of this podcast. Um, and we've tried to link them sometimes some of the different platforms, they remove the link, but you can find them there. If you can't, if you're not able to find charts there, simply go to condovulturesrealty.com, condovulturesrealty.com, and all of the charts are provided and available under market intelligence. By the way, if you are looking at YouTube for us, go to Condo Vultures TV. So. That being said, let's go ahead. Let's get into the rental market in Broward County. Now, before we get into the actual statistics, a couple of things to keep in mind, and I referenced it early on in the uh, podcast, 
The rental market uh, statistics are real sketchy. And why are they sketchy? Well, generally speaking, um, REITs, real estate investment trusts or corporations or entities that own complexes with, you know, hundreds of units, say typical project is, you know, 20 stories high, it has 300 or 400 units. Um, those projects are probably not going to be using a real estate, uh, professional who's part of the club, which is the realtor association. So because they're not going to use one of these realtors and they're not going to offer a commission, the product is the units are not going to be listed in multiple listing service. And as a result, they will simply be omitted from the numbers that I'm talking about. So generally speaking, the way to keep in mind, you know, what's, what's being tracked and what's not, uh, effectively look and see if the building you're, you're taking a look at, whether or not it's got a big sign on the outside that says for rent with a telephone number, or it's got a guy out front outside flipping a sign, trying to catch your attention. So you pull over, stop, come into leasing office, go ahead and, uh, sign a lease. So that type of product with the marketing that tends to be corporate owned and therefore will not be in the multiple listing service because the commissions on real estate, uh, rentals down here, um, uh, roughly about 10% gross annual rent. So if a, an, a corporate entity owns 300 units, it's much more reasonable and affordable to hire one or two sales in-house leasing people, pay them 50 grand a year or whatever the case may be, and simply have these people manage everything rather than having to pay a commission each and every year on 300 units and that commission being 10% of the gross annual rent. So that's why much of the rental data is not really, it's not that insightful. Now for those uh, properties that are being tracked with the rental data in the multiple listing service, uh, we are going to rely on median instead of average, median instead of average. And why is that? Because the rental uh, information or properties that are in the multiple listing service, there's going to be such a variation in terms of product type in duration that they can be rented for. Some are rented by the day, some are rented by the week, some are rented by the month, some are rented by the year. And because of that, it's very hard to figure out what's what. So rather than try to guess and have to go through and really work the data hard, we simply work with the median number to give us a sense of sort of what's going on. So basically when you hear about national rental market uh, surveys that come out, most of it is, it's not really that reliable. It's equivalent to licking your finger holding it up and seeing which way the winds blows because in order to really get those, uh, that data and, and, and the real rental rates, um, what some groups have do and offer as a service is they will simply call once a month, a leasing office and ask, um, a bunch of questions based on occupancy as well as pricing. Now it all depends who's answering the phone and what kind of mood they're in. So, um, there's no way to verify whether the rental data is real or not simply because no, no document has to be signed and recorded with the clerk of the courts much like you would on a property transaction. And why is that? Because there's no tax being paid on a uh, lease, a lease being completed versus a real estate transaction, there is tax being paid. And because of that, uh, you're able to track the data much closer than you would on a, on a rental. So in other words, rental data is sketchy, take it for what it's worth. It's simply a suggestion more than anything else. So that being said, just under 3,100 properties are currently for rent in Broward County. What kind of properties are they? They are going to be comprised of apartments, condos, efficiencies, multifamily, and townhouses. So 3,100 currently available. Remember median uh, price, a median price uh, per month for a rental in Broward County, $2,700, 2700 on a price per square foot basis. Median, $244 a foot per month, $2.44 a square foot per month. And the properties that are currently available on the list for rent, 41 days they've been sitting there, 41 days they've been sitting there. Now the pending, uh, leases that were assigned 
1575 are pending, 1575 pending. The median of uh, the asking price for these pending um, leases, $2,000 a month, $2,000 a month, and or $2.09 square foot, $2.09 a square foot per month. And those properties that are pending, they've been on the market uh, on a median basis, 22 days, 22 days. And then finally, um, completed leases. Just under 11,000 properties were leased in the first nine months of 2022 in Broward County at a median price of $2,100 per month, $2,100 per month, or $2.12 per square foot, $2.12 per square foot monthly. And it took 24 days for these leases to be completed first nine months of the year on a median basis. Now compare the 24 days it took in the first nine months to the properties that are currently available for rent. They've been sitting there 41 days and counting. So you can see there's a disconnect because of the places were appropriately priced, chances are um, they would have leased uh, in much quicker time than what they're currently sitting on the market based on what happened the first time once of the year. Now, in terms of on the pricing basis, the median asking price is $2,700 a month versus the median uh, lease price completed transaction is $2,100 um, uh, a month. So that's about a 29% spread. So it's a little bit inflated, I would anticipate as that uh, landlord starts to get a little bit more desperate and fill up the place. Because remember, if you ask for a lot of rent and you sit vacant at the end of the day, even though you might get a high rent in the end, the way it's going to blend out with those with those months of no void, no tenant in there, it's going to start to compromise the numbers that you're ultimately running. So there tends to be a much quicker capitulation moment for landlords um, when it comes to rentals rather than uh, those people who are ultimately forced to sell. So 29% difference between the median ask and the median transaction price on a per month basis for an individual unit. On a price per square foot basis, it's about 15% difference. Median asking price, $2.44 square foot per month versus $2.12 a square foot per month is what places lease for. So 15% difference. So that's kind of interesting because it's right there in that ballpark that I keep telling you about. Less than 20% is when it gets interesting. And then eight to 15% or so is when you tend to get a deal done. So. These places seem to be priced on a per square foot basis in order to rent relatively quickly. Um, and so we'll have to see how it goes. Now, 1,222 leases were completed per month in the first nine months of the year in Broward County, 1,222 per month. And if I take that average, I divide what's currently in the market, which is just under 3,100 units. I'm going to come up with 2.5 months supply, 2.5 months supply. Again, six months of supply is equilibrium. Anything greater than six months is is a renter's or a buyer's market. Anything less is a landlord or a, um, a seller's market. So the rental market in Broward County is a seller's market. I hope you enjoyed all the statistics we went over. Um, again, you can watch all of our podcasts on Spotify or any platform that provide the video capabilities. You can also watch our podcast on YouTube. We are providing links to all of the charts that I'm referencing in these particular podcasts. If you have any questions or comments for us, send them to inquire at condobulchers.com. I am Q-U-I-R-Y at condobulchers.com. And until next time, take care of yourself. We'll catch up soon. Ciao, ciao.